Hi, I'm Jonah. And I'm Honey. Welcome to Coffee Time with Honey in the Wild. So with, uh, you know, I'm working on a, just started a, another scarf. I'm finishing my last mixed green yarn ball. This one has hues of brown with green. Hold so, it up so I can see it. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if it's actually green. Or you know, if it's like it kind of reminds me of like dry grass in a field. So yeah, I agree. So we'll see how it works out once it's, it's knitted into a scarf. So I'm just starting on that. I'm like on row number two um, and just going from there. So that's what I'm working on today while we talk. What about you? You finished your green fields, eh? Yeah, the Forever Forever Fields is officially done. That's what that's what I dubbed my last scarf, and it is up on our store there. If you Yay. ever get curious to go take a look. And so that is actually up there. That took four, almost three to four podcasts to do. That's kind forever. of Forever. Forever. Forever <laughs> field. So yeah. I um made eight kerchiefs and a blanket this week and now i am working on spa sets bathroom spa sets for mother's day boy did that come up real quick mother's day i think it's like a week away <laughs> Whoops. Usually, usually you know when it comes to holiday-esque themed special occasions it's like you don't really want to leave it till the last minute but life has certainly spun us in different directions so here we are it's been a little crazy certainly has so my spot you're gonna you might hear snipping scissor snipping i'm tucking ends in for a couple of sets here of washcloths and face scrubbies but each set has two washcloths, seven face scrubbies, and one soap sack. They're looking really good. I had fun with these guys. They were not planned. I was playing with color. And patterns, trying to see what what I wanted to do, and I I like how they turned out. They're kind of funky and creative. They look really good, and you've been testing them out too, just yeah. just to double verify the quality. Like, okay, this does work for yeah, I the intended use. Hosanna's been using the makeup, the the face, the little face scrubbies. Like, they look like the little cotton makeup removers that you buy. And only they're not all, I haven't done them all in white. There's some in cream, some in off-white, some in different colors. Um, yeah, she's been using them and she really likes them. So Bonus. <laughs> I've been using the, I have, I have one that I've been trying out in the bath to wash my face. And I really like it. I don't, um, I don't wear makeup right now so don't need to actually remove makeup but i really like it for washing my face so. well 
to be honest, you you use those even in that application before you made your own those makeup removers you used to clean your own face as well. So it's just the same thing, just a different, yep. different I like product. It. So I just need to figure out a way to uh like a mesh bag or something to wash them in, but I'm having a hard time finding those laundry mesh bags. Well, in due time, I think. Yeah. In due time. I used to have them available, but can't find them anywhere anymore. And the soap sacks are, I've used those before. I, we're not using one right now, but they are handy for hanging in the shower. And the soap doesn't slide all over the place. And it can hang to dry. And the little bits don't fall through. So That will certainly solve several problems. That way you can use that Dove soap that you like in the shower. Yeah, if I could just find a uh, hanger of some form to hang it in, in the shower, I think. You, could, you can't hang it over the shower head? It's too high, too awkward. It would be a little hard in that application. But the good news is there are kind of like these oh, hooks you can suction cup to like a wall that would work. Like a 3M hook or something? Uh, Not quite, but they would have a suction because of 3M hooks, oh, they often right. have an adhesive and... Adhesive in a shower is not really a good yeah, idea. Yeah, what was I thinking? Well, <laughs> you're going the right direction, just not adhesive. So, shower suction hooks. Yeah, just keep it. You eyes know up. what? I've seen those for not for shower, but for window decorations for holidays. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen those for a long time. I remember seeing those a long time ago. Yeah, it, it is very fascinating how certain products you can see at certain different times of the year. And sometimes my mind looks at it and goes, well, that just should be there the year time. round because yeah. it has other applications than making it easier to decorate your windows for a specific holiday. So it's just, it's strange. Retail is strange. It's very strange. Yes. <laughs> so I think we've decided that these sets are just going to be Mother's Day spa sets. Limited time. Limited. limited these are limited edition, but I do plan on having like a regular luxurious spa set in a whole bunch of different colors. But this is just like a limited trial run. They're very bright and colorful. Mostly blues, though. I don't know why they're all different shades of blue. Well, that's what they are this time. Water's so. blue. It kind of works. Plus the yarn color that has been available has been in that hue. So it's blue. It's blue. It will work. Hopefully. Many, many shades of blue. Yes. Plus we live nearby the sea. So I think that's another way, a good selling point. There you go. Take the ocean with you to your bath. Speaking of selling points, I've been thinking about product names today, like how to name your products and where to come up with ideas. And I have a few I'm going to throw out there. Mm -hmm. So in the moment, I'm always like, we name this product. So what I've been thinking today is like, where can I get different ideas for product names? So 
one of the things I was thinking about is flower names or paint colors. Like, not if it's somebody's trademark name, but mm -hmm. just using it for inspiration and different, col different color names that are out there. Because mm -hmm. you could mix a flower name with a color name. Right. Right? Or like different fruits with a color. Or like, um, I wrote a little list, but I don't want to give all my names away, but... You know, things like maybe just a few examples. Well, like I was thinking, you know, like you could look up different plants or things you would find in the mountains or different words to do with like flowers. So like bloom or blossom or um, like garden, but then mix it with a different word. Mm hmm. There was this one thing, I think I get the idea because there was this one thing once, uh, it was an operating system and they come up with these code names for each release. And the latest code name they came up with was Jammy Jellyfish. So Jammy Jellyfish? Jammy That's Jellyfish. So, cool. so fun names like that would be really cool. <laughs> well, like we talked last time about that, that company that does the bath stuff here locally that mm -hmm. they have that product named monkey farts. And, you know, you want product names that are fun. And, um, Lily Rogers always says that people don't buy your products. They buy your joy. So if your products are joyful and fun and they make people happy, then people are going to be more likely to purchase them, right? Right. So I want to come up with some fun, colorful names for our products. So that would be a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much for the spa sets right now, because they're just like a, maybe it'll be like a sea theme for these guys, like a Mother's Day ocean theme or something. Now that idea. would be cool. That's a good idea. Okay, so I've been using Procreate mm -hmm. and Art of Wear to do my designs. And then we have our store on Shopify. Right. So for Art of Wear, it is a print-on-demand company. So you create the design and they manufacture it for you. And then it gets either shipped to you as a wholesale product or... And then you ship to your customer or they will ship directly to your customer. Now, I don't know if that qualifies as drop shipping, if it's print on demand or if it's print on demand with drop shipping. I think that's probably what it is. I think they use the word drop shipping, so it's probably print on demand with drop shipping. Yeah, they definitely use so. that verbiage somewhere in there. and. I definitely cannot recall which way they define the drop shipping part, but usually with a drop ship, it often is you're placing the order on the customer's behalf to be shipped to them. And they kind of use a white label versus a print on demand and e-commerce is so for example, our Shopify for print on demand 
sends the order to them. They print and as it's needed, and create it as it's needed. So there's not a huge inventory being created for you. Then it goes to your customer. And so because of that, everything that is being purchased, whether it's our leggings or other products, they are made custom made on for that customer very specifically. Now that's a really cool feature. And so I think that's probably the difference there. So we can, you're like, you're right. We can buy wholesale where we can buy bulk. We can buy bulk and have it physically for us. So if we were going to a market and we wanted to take all of our leggings, then we would do it that way. Right. Or if we wanted to have them in a local store, we would order wholesale. So for our current setup right now, it's these products are being created as people are ordering yeah. them. And, uh, and along with that, you, for example, one of the designs you created was this really neat blue, had different swirls of blue in it, different hues of blue. And at first we called it Bubblicious, but when I was looking at it, I thought of that creative word on play, swirly sea. So swirly sea leggings, yeah, is yeah. there and i thought that it was a neat because it looked like an is ocean that one swirl. that we already put up yep okay so it went from bubblicious to swirly sea <laughs> and i thought that was a fun play on words kind cool. of doing that jammy jellyfish kind of approach yeah. to well alliterations where you have mm -hmm. the same sound repeated in the um the name that's that's always going to help it stick and, and i wholeheartedly agree because you want the customer to kind of feel it as they wear it too. Yeah. <laughs> so these are jammy jelly pants, you know, like yes, be fun. Yeah. So I had some time the last couple of days where I've been playing with legging patterns. So um, our Hosanna really she needs some new leggings. So I was playing with some designs that I thought she would like but also that are pretty flexible as as far as like what you can wear them with so they're a little wild and crazy but they're kind of like a solid i don't know how to describe it it's like mostly one color mm -hmm. but they're still a little bit wild it is definitely hard to describe <laughs> the color of a product in this type of application, even in, when we verbally sit down and talk, it's very visual, Yeah, <laughs> very visual. Well, uh, and that's where the naming came in because like the spa sets, the ones I'm making right now are like a uh, limited edition, one of a kind, there's no duplicate packages. So I don't really feel like they each need like a permanent name. Mm -hmm. if I'm not going to be repeating them exactly as they are and they're not going to be like a regular product, right? So I thought I would save the really cool names for things that are going to stick around a little bit longer. I think that makes perfect sense. And because you, you definitely see that in retail stores where you there might like, be a theme, like you said, well, maybe the Mother's Day might be a C theme. That makes sense because for that specific run of products for a specific season, even if it's a limited time, having that theme just kind of encapsulates the whole marketing of it. Yeah. Right. And 
So not every little product needs to have the name, but kind of like those, like when you go into a, a, sh- yeah. a store, I've got a store in mind, but when you go into a store and it's like a uh, standard t-shirt, you know, that's just, this is my standard t-shirt. It's nothing special. It's just a regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yeah, you're going to definitely have products like that. <laughs> <laughs> so from creative product names, what's the next step in this process that you're thinking of? Well, what I thought I would do is I would write down a list of like creative color words, kind of create my own, make a good like product naming workbook. And I have looked all over like I did my research the last couple of days looking for information on product naming I couldn't find anything I found lots of other resources but nothing on specifically on product naming so that's um maybe I'll do a product naming workbook on how I figure out and work it out for myself because it would like, it sounds like a fun project to just kind of be working on in the meantime and see what comes up from it. Yeah, because I I'm gonna make in in my brain I'm gonna make a I'm thinking I'm gonna make a flower list. I'm gonna make you know like a list of different words that could be used in a product, like a handmade product title. Mm-hmm. And so if I just have all these different lists, then you can combine one or two of those different words together, you know, and then you've got hundreds of words to choose from, right? So if I have all the word lists for myself as prompt, then I don't have to go searching every time I want to create a new product. (laughs) Fascinating. That's what I was, that's where my brain was going today. We'll definitely put that on our project list and, so one set has all the ends tucked in. I'm I'm not making sets this fast. I'm just tucking in the stray ends. Got one more to go tonight. So by doing these special products, another neat feature I discovered on our store is the ability to choose a selection of products and kind of determine the shipping rate things like that. And I I was very amazed that this existed. Otherwise, let's say you have a whole bunch of different products and, but your hand cloths, your washcloths are, you're probably going to ship them a little different in a different manner than let's say the leggings probably, or things like that. Um, Or in this case, because we're using Artaware, they have a different shipping rate than if we're going to put something in a box here and send it out through a courier. And so because of those differences, especially in that scenario, actually, you'll want to categorize the group so that the leggings are using their shipping rates. Right. Versus the products we have control over or physically that we're shipping out. I see. That's the stuff that makes my brain hurt. It did at first. That's why I have you. But then my (laughs) mind was like, you know, because it was like, wow, that is really cool that it even exists and that you can actually play with it that way. So I was really happy because that solved a problem because it's like, well, if you're going to have products being created on the fly through a supplier like hardware in this scenario, you'll want to be able to switch 
out the shipping settings or what's being presented to a customer on checkout. Right. Um, now, what happens if they check out and there's a print-on-demand product and a physical product? How does that work? That will be kind of interesting. I don't know yet. Thank you for presenting that because now I'm going to have to go test that out. <laughs> well, because one would be their product shipping information and another one would be my product shipping information. I want to theorize at the moment there's a possibility it might combine the two. But now I'm going to have to test that out and see what happens. Yeah. I always ask the questions, hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, for example, if we did local pickup here, an auto wear product, those leggings for that example, um, won't be here physically unless we have them here physically for pickup. Right. So like we would have to order inventory. Yeah. So I would have to put a process in place for the mixed cart scenarios where it might be something they're waiting on. Yeah. And to make sure we communicate that, <clears throat> that there's a slight way. Or like, like when we order from, like when I order from Chapters um, Indigo, there is quite often a, like they'll send it in multiple boxes. Mm-hmm. That are like packaged sometimes even on the same day. But. Even if it's just one order. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. That'll be interesting. That's on the, yeah, that's on my list to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> so for those lists, like, let's be honest, shipping is a challenging one. No matter what type of business you're running, it's going to challenge you to the core. And trust me. It's it's not easy for anyone. There's not an easy, straightforward solution. That's why we've avoided it. Well, or I've avoided it. It's it's actually something that is as commonly known to avoid, and it gets more challenging when you start working with different suppliers or vendors that are not that are fulfilling orders on your behalf, In which is ways, essentially yeah. what we're doing. And so, cause you're going to have the products that are here versus the products that are right. shipped out from, in this case, a, a type of warehouse. Well, and the thing too, with like print on demand is then you don't have to carry a huge inventory. It, and there's no waste, right? Mm -hmm. There is not inventory that didn't get sold. Well, right. I mean, there's exactly. no waste of money. There's no waste of product. It's just, if people want that, then they'll order it, right? Exactly. So you don't have 20 or whatever, 200 leggings that no one liked the style. You can completely or, get rid or of that Or like product. so many different multiple sizes, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I, if you have one pair of leggings, you have extra small, you have small, you have medium, you have large, you have extra large. And then you have a hundred different types of leggings, you know, that's like 500 different pieces just to have one of each thing in stock. Right. It, 
Yeah, you would have to have your own warehouse. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and the monetary output for that would be crazy. Well, that, that just, yeah, well, let's be real. That is ex essentially what other businesses face into when they bring in products or do something similar. That's the same scenario. And that's exactly what happens to them, right? Now, if we ever decided to have a store or a physical location, you know, that would be cool to do. But I don't know where you would put 500 pairs of Vikings. Well, you could always still do a... Like, even with print-on-demand, at some point, I would love to bring in a sample of the product. Well, we've brought in samples of the pants before, and that's why I'm willing to work with the pants. And I know what their t-shirt printing is like, so I, I trust their printing process, right? Right. And right now, I'm designing leggings with Hosanna in mind. So that I can order some for her because she she needs new pants. And she also she loves clothes. So she's been helping me choose the ones that she really, really likes. And she loves pink. Makes sense. I mean, when <laughs> if, there's this one legging store here in town that I walk past and even when I look at that, you really don't see a whole lot of leggings in certain colors and tones. So next time I'm there, it doesn't hurt to look at competition and see what type of styles or variations they bring in. As a basis of, of inspiration, you don't necessarily need to copy, but... In the courses that yeah. I've taken for design, they call that like trend research or market research too, mm -hmm. to see what's out there. Yeah, brown pants just... I think we'll communicate the wrong message yeah. when people are wearing it. Well, I had this pair that was gold and they were kind of like a nebula type pants, but they had a little bit of brown in them. And she was like, nope, I don't like those. So we had some we had some fun there, designed a bunch of a bunch of pants. But it takes um, takes a lot of steps because you have to do the artwork and then you have to go test you have to export the artwork and then you have to go test the artwork and then you have to upload all the artwork which i haven't done that step yet i've gotten so far as testing so it definitely has multiple steps especially their their user interface can be a bit of a it can be improved <laughs> And um, it's better than it yeah. was, though. I, I remember it being more painful before. So I don't know what they've done differently now, but it feels a little less painful. Yeah, it just requires a lot of steps. And I'm, I'm sure there's many ways they could streamline it right now. They're a good source because and for <laughs> our purposes, they're Canadian. They have a Canadian and what and us based warehouses so that really works for our demographic and having both available so that way anyone in canada won't get base duties and anyone in us won't get base duties because they're going to be shipped from a source that is within their country of origin which is fantastic in my opinion yeah because it's one less thing to 
warn a customer about. <laughs> the other so. the other company we did look at a while back was Printful. And they have some interesting products. So mm -hmm. but for now we've chosen to go with Art of Wear and they have good fairly good reviews. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if we ever add additional products down the road. Of course saying that i know that it's going to fall on me to make sure it all logistically works yep tech support so i am um, in due time we'll see the one thing i really want to do is i want to do coffee mugs but i don't think art of wear has coffee mugs yet no. so we're gonna to have to figure out coffee mugs i think that's a good idea because i think we're gonna to have to We'll explore that more. Yeah. We'll put a pin in and it. And I know um, t-shirts is another one we're going to be doing. I have a bunch of um, t-shirt designs that I need to pull out of my sketchbooks. So that's a neat thing about, you know, with this whole process, you can brainstorm other ways, other venues, and uh, product opportunities you can present on your, on your store and then just kind of launch as you're ready like the old phrase it's a marathon not a race you don't have to rush it i mean is there Slow possible steady even if there's a feeling of urgency you you're gonna have to go through a lot there's a lot of room for product testing and valid validating that product there was a one of the circles of people I was in, there was a, a blog mom that was growing her website. I can't remember what it what it was now, but she was growing this really huge site and she was growing it in stages. So she grew, you know, like her recipe section first mm. and then she grew her parenting section and then she grew you know like different i can't remember what all the sections were but she was growing it in stages so i feel like that's how we're probably gonna do ours like we'll grow it in stages or in collections so it's easier to design in a collection different things that a cat would use so with a collection, it helps you to kind of define the elements being used. Well, you on those products, right? You take it. And once you start working in a collection, it's like you are just doodling and you get all these extra graphics and then you take apart the paddles and you put them together and you can make a pattern and like geometry plays in it when you're playing in Illustrator and you know, then little bits become stripes on leggings. And, you know, before you know it, you've got like a whole bunch of placement prints and, and a bunch of different fabrics. So it's a lot, um, it's a lot easier to work that way because your brain just kind of, once you're brainstorming, it just kind of naturally goes that way. Exactly. So if you're working on, collections for a website you know and you think okay what am i going to do for a baby well maybe you'll do a crocheted baby blanket but maybe you'll also do fabric in that color or 
maybe you'll do pillows or, you know, like you just go in and it just kind of snowballs. That makes sense because I think that's what other types of companies like that create clothing will do is, I mean, because by creating a collection, it can definitely help define what products that collection will work. So even if you create one type of art, it may not work in all the different applications. A no. <laughs> uh, queen blanket? Nope. You know, it, I've, I've seen... It really doesn't go on that. <laughs> I've seen the sites where you upload an art and they'll shove it on 100 different products yeah. and you're just... <laughs> and essentially, you're left with garbage. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's better to look at your collection and be purposeful. Look at your art and think how you can use yeah, it. Yeah, be a little more pur purposeful in and how it's going to be applied. Because I think from that, people will, like you said, if you're if you're going for buying your joy, they'll also, right? That that just defines what you're doing. It's like, oh, look, they've got it in this too. Yeah. You know? And if they're, they can go with this whole theme of I've got my by the sea coffee mugs and whatever, all the different things, because now you've got this collection theme. So even with your Mother's Day stuff, if it has a special theme this year, I think people will go with it because it will have this theme that you can kind of complement it with other things to kind mm -hmm. of create this overall experience for them. I'm a little late to the party on that one, I think, but that may be so, but that's <laughs> that can be the strategy for future things. Yes. To be more proactive, to be yeah, with purposeful. I do work better in collections because the way that I was taught to work when I was doing design classes the way that you're taught to work is you do your brainstorming, then you do your research, then you do maybe more brainstorming, but then you do your sketches, then you do your artwork, and you tell a story. And it's a little hard to tell a story if all you're creating is a piece of striped fabric with five colors. There's no story there. If you have a seagull with giant sunglasses sitting on a, a rowboat in the ocean with colorful houses behind it, and you give them a creative name, right? Mm -hmm. And when there's a story, it's easier for people to connect and it's easier to create. I, I wholeheartedly agree, yeah. So from creating collections, naming products, <laughs> Or do you want to go from here? I've been trying to finish products that I've started. And the reason I picked the spa class is because Mother's Day is next. But I have a bunch of products that I need to finish. And we were talking this afternoon that finished is better than perfect. What's that saying that you say done is better than yes, perfect? Yes, done is better than perfect. So... <laughs> Instead of being perfect out of the gate, I want to focus on finishing. So right now, my goal is to finish the spa sets, which are all made of cotton. Mm -hmm. And once I finish those, 
then I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish the 12 inch doll um, blanket. I have pillows that I need to finish. So I'm going to finish those and I'm going to launch those, all those things. So that's, and I have a bunch of new, new ideas and they will need to be worked in collection. So I have some fabric design ideas. I was poking around on computer, looking at old graphic files and getting really inspired with, I was opening and closing illustrator files and thinking, oh, I need to do this again. Right. Yeah. Like it's been a while. I was thinking about doing some fabric, doing a fabric collection and like launching a new collection on Spoonflower using graphics that I've already made. Mm -hmm. So, cause I have a ton I played with, but I never put out in the world. So I could launch some of those on Spoonflower. Colorful, complex geometry patterns. Mm -hmm. Some of those would be really fun as leggings too. And then figuring out some t simple t-shirts to go with them. Right. Hence coming back to the naming. Because if we're going to be putting a lot of stuff out there, it makes sense to have a resource. I think it's a good resource to have out there and just giving the prompts for people to subscribe to your newsletters. That way, when you come out with these new things, like your new products, your new um, resources or anything like that, then they would be able to be notified far quicker than any social media posts out there. Let's be honest, because social media networks like to funnel. Yeah. And um, you don't see it until after it's too late. Yeah. So let's talk about newsletters for a few minutes. Sure. We don't really have a newsletter right now. Well, we're set up through one email subscription company called Mailer Lite. I'm happy with it. We have used Mailchimp, and there are other companies there out are there, like Mad Mini. Yeah, there's a lot of email. So we can maybe starting. cover that another time if we need to. Yeah, I can deep dive that and. And then for sure in the future. So, so technically it's there. I have already set up, you know, list capturing. So if anyone came to our store right now and put in their email address, they're basically being added to that subscription, okay. that list. We're just and not putting out any emails right now. No official emails yet. Cause I feel that will be part of like the next stage yeah. of building this the store um, because we're still defining the graphical look and feel the branding of all that. So that I, I feel, flows. I feel like we we've done this before where like a lot of people will design behind the scenes mm -hmm. and nobody sees it until it's all finished. I feel like we're probably going to end up designing in full view of the world yeah just because that's the way it's working it's not necessarily the way everyone should do it but it's just the way it is right oh yeah we're gonna make a lot of mistakes i know it <laughs> well, but yeah i think I'm, that's just gonna help the process i think done is better than perfect so yes we want to get products listed and when you're doing things for yourself it's like the house cleaner who never has time to clean his house, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I kind of feel like that with you being my Shopify expert and my web expert and there's just never time. Right. Right. I want to put a, a good face forward. I want to do everything perfect, but I think that perfection perfectionism is stopping me from doing anything. So it's not that I want to be sloppy or not do a good job. It's, that I have to just let things be out there and not be perfect or they will never get done. So this is our part of the process of this is our trial by fire. And, you, you know, know, like, is it an, is it an excuse sometimes for me? There was a, another one of the other courses I took. I can't remember the lady's name right now. She used to say you can't measure your beginning by someone else's middle. So basically the only measure you should have is with yourself am i doing better than the last time i did this mm -hmm. not am i doing as well as the next door neighbor i think you're right that's where we're going from something that could be considered a hobby to some to i want to take this serious and when you take it serious that's where you prove your art form yeah that's where you prove whatever it is you're doing you're going to have that desire or you should have that desire to improve it and and i think that's a good sign that you have that desire that we have that desire to make we're gonna re if we have to revisit that one thing we're gonna revisit that thing again and see what we can do to improve it start where you are use what you have do what you can mm -hmm. so it's not always oh i need to buy xyz and then i can do this it's like, no, what yarn do I have in my bin? What tools do I have in my toolbox? What can I do right now that doesn't require any money? You know, doesn't require any output. What resources do I have that I can use right now? And I mean, I have buckets of yarn that we've acquired. And how can I use them right now? Exactly. You know, and painting will be next because the paint is sitting there waiting for me, yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been eyeing your paints and I get my um, photo app keeps reminding me of what we did <laughs> yesteryear kind of deal. And it's like, it's, oh, OK, that it's that season. Yeah, exactly. I have a hard time doing crochet in the like when it gets warmer doing large crochet projects because they get quite warm when you're, you know, like if you're sitting on the on the couch doing a big blanket or something, it gets quite warm. Another thing I was going to say when we were talking about collections is color is a big inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. So working with color, playing with color and being able to explore what if what happens if I do this? That is my favorite question. And I love when I can play. That's that's why I was so inspired with the pants, creating the leggings, because I was playing in that art app. And it's like, what happens if I do this or I use this brush or I change the the um, transparency or I do this, what happens? Mm -hmm. What happens if I put another layer on and it, 
it mixes two different colors. What is it going to look like? What's it going to do? And with crochet, most of the time, it's pretty predictable. As you're finishing that thought, yes, boss set number two is done. <laughs> I've made quite a bit of progress on my scarf oh, yeah. during today's talk. I don't know what row I'm on. I oh. actually don't do row counting. Hold it up uh, and let's see. Maybe 10 inches. Okay, I'm going to say about 10 inches. I think sand dune it reminds me of like a, a field where the grass is swaying. You know, I think my working title is like a savanna. Yes. Savannah Oasis is, I think, what I want to call it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so it's like the sand dunes of the savannas with green lush palm trees. It doesn't look like palm trees, by the way. But with the green could be palm trees or grass in the sand dunes of the savannah. There you I go. Like that. There you go. <laughs> now, so now the question really in the air is how many podcasts will it take for me to finish <laughs> this scarf? I don't know. One of the cool things I am trying out during today's podcast, so I have a special silicone yarn feeder, and this is my first project trying it out. I've created these essentially, and I am really like it? liking it. It's very flexible in the Does hands. Does it move too much? No. Does the yarn move through it quite well? Oh, yeah. I'm having very little trouble. I have not tested it with thick bulk yarn yet. That'll be interesting. But with this project, it, I found it the, the most satisfying experience versus using plastic based yeah. yarn feeders. So, so far, I am very sold. So I'm going to have to find a good supplier and put these together in bulk or something like that with maybe a package of five. I was, yeah, I was thinking five too. Do you, how do you find the length? Did you do, do you the like length that? is perfect. So the length, it's about two inches. I think that actually that might be more of an inch. I'll measure. It's about two inches. I'll measure for consistency because that's the key yeah. thing that we strive for is consistency. So I'll be measuring and making sure we stick within that measurement. But so far, this has been the best yarn feeder I have ever had for project bar none. So, I'm sold, which means I want to sell it to others. So there we go. <laughs> I have um, Hosanna and Zion's birthdays coming up soon. But um, so I'm thinking like, what can I make them for the birthday? But I was also, Hosanna was going through her clothes and getting rid of some of her clothes. And she had this, it's blue and pink plaid. Really pretty dress, like a sundress, but it's too small for her mm -hmm. but i was thinking of making a granny square bag for her right and using some of the fabric to line the inside of the bag with this wondering if it would be enough to make two or three because i love this fabric and i i don't want to get rid of that <laughs> well i love plaid i love it'll plaid. be an interesting project see what you do with it yeah, I just, I don't have the right, I don't think I have the right color yarn. I do have some chunky navy blue yarn. And then there would be this like fun inside to the bag, mm -hmm. like a fun lining. Like, you know how my mom does her, her um, handmade purses. Right. And then inside she had all these like the chef fabric, these like 
pastry chefs and stuff inside. Or the funny ladies wearing the lipstick and stuff. Right. So the outside would be like a totally normal purse. And then inside there's this like fun, exciting thing that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to play with that. I was, I was thinking about that because I have the I have the little dress in my bag or in my bucket just so it doesn't end up leaving the house. <laughs> but I have some sunflower fabric over there, too, that I was thinking about using as a lining for a bag. But that one is not um, it's a one sided fabric, whereas this plaid is like a double sided I've never done a bag, like a crochet bag with a lining. It's like doing a sample so that I yep. don't waste the good stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got to do that sample. I think with today, with what we covered, we covered a lot. I mean, from product naming to creating collections and you shared about Mother's your inspiration and what, why actually kind of in a way you thrive off collections. So collections having a collection is a very key part to your creative process yeah. let's be honest and color and color the fun things we discover <laughs> along the way too <laughs> yarn feeders and trying to put these products together and getting things online and the, the tools we're using along the way i think are, are really wonderful resources to share so others can take a look at these tools and go well maybe that'll work for me and and i think that's a good takeaway and um we're going to still leave that question out there of uh, what is your favorite coffee? And we didn't have any coffee tonight. No. Because it's kind of late. We didn't have <laughs> coffee tonight, no. But we have been trying out this one brand from Kirkland called Pacific Bold. And it's a really good one. We were trying out this one called Breakfast Blend. Not strong enough. And yeah, I did not quite like that one. Well, so you know, I have a list of Canadian coffee. Trying some fun coffees for one of our coffee times and then we can share what we tried and put the icing on the cake if i may of our coffee time of what coffee we're trying out and what is our view how did did we like it find out chocolate (laughs) chocolate flavored coffee thanks for joining us today we really appreciate that you took the time to (laughs) hang out with us while we chatted and had lots of coffee in the meantime (laughs) (laughs) and made creative stuff we'll see you next time have a good day